The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies, one of our favorite sponsors. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs, and they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. If you are looking for a coffee alternative to switch up your caffeine intake, Four Sigmatic has the blends for you. They're all delicious. Just open a pack and add to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms, and like always, we have a special offer just for the him and her listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15% off your entire order. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. In their own way, they have some, we're all born with some type of creativity. I, I can't believe otherwise, you know? I just think some people choose to pursue whatever their creative route is, and then others decide that's not for them. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. My name is Michael Bosick, everybody. So I was trying to new, I was trying to new radio voice there. Uh, that clip is from our guest of the show today, William Tyler Story. Lauren almost just had an aneurysm when I did that voice. You, you love to play with different voices. I mean, it's cr- now he's listening to Marty Robbins on repeat every morning when he has his coffee. What do you mean now? I've been doing that for about twenty years. Yeah, but now it's like for some reason it's going crazy lately. And so he's experimenting with like a Texas accent all the time. So I have to hear all these different people come out of your mouth. Might have to adjust your old earbuds there, buddy. That's uh, not a Texas accent. What is it? I'm not talking in a Texas Texas uh, Texas accent. <laughs> no, fuck off, whatever. Fuck off, everybody. Here we go. Back to the show. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I'm I'm getting this weird thing now where our friends' parents are starting to listen to this show. It's putting me very very on edge. Because the first thing I think is, oh my God, what the what the hell did they hear? Really? I don't care. I would let anyone listen. Yeah, but you know the problem is? What? Parents, if you're out there, friends, parents, adults, you know, if you're there, the, the problem is, is they enter in these conversations with me where they talk to me for 20, 30 minutes, and then 20, 30 minutes in, they go, by the way, I heard this episode... And I'm like, just tell me from the beginning because it makes it very awkward after. Because I'm like, what the fuck did they hear? I feel like you're you're talking about someone in particular. No, no, I'm talking about a few people. It's happened a few times now. Oh, we've said some wild shit. Are you giving autographs and taking selfies? (laughs) No, I mean it's just listen. You know, you got cousin Sue comes in out of nowhere and they're saying like, hey, I heard when you were talking about cunnilingus on the show with Sex with Emily, and it's a little bit awkward. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's never been awkward for me. I feel like I've always had a bad mouth ever since I was little. My dad's just used to it at this point. Um, since this episode, look at this, look at this Gen Zer here. What, what's going on here with you? Mimi, we got Mimi in the studio. Mm-hmm. She's taking about eighty-five selfies. What's wrong? I'm with just you? trying to get one good one. The light's not that great. You know, my hair is looking weird. You do look pretty cute. Listen, if you didn't get it on the first twenty-five, <laughs> you're gonna get it. I have hope. <laughs> Mimi came in in her hoodie with her hat. She's taking her selfies. Okay, so since this episode is uh, having to do with art. I thought we would talk a little bit about how we're styling our home. That's been kind of a hot topic on Instagram, Instagram DMs. A lot of you guys have been asking about the art that we have in our house. And I thought that this was the perfect episode to open the discussion. So what we decided to do for this house was miss, mix masculinity with femininity. So our other house is super masculine. Like Which, uh, the, the condo is yeah. like really masculine. 
And so this house has a little bit of femininity, but not too much skinny confidential, if that makes sense. No, I mean, one one man can only take so much pink. What, babe? Come on. So much hot pink. It's a, it's a, it's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of pink going on, don't you? Anyways, so um, how we styled our house was we decided, like I said, to do heavy on the masculine, a little bit of feminine. And we got a lot of our stuff through our friend Cortland. He sources stuff out of Palm Springs. Now, if you're ever in Palm Springs, you got to go to the antique stores. They have a mid-century modern design and they have the most incredible like pieces. So a lot of the pieces in our home, you guys have asked me to link. I can't link because it's stuff from antique stores. And then we really, really focused on using wallpaper. Wallpaper is such a good hack. Well, you can do some really, you can turn like a very basic room into something really cool. One thing I think is important to mention about art, everyone's like, okay, where do you get that art? Everyone wants to collect it all at once when they move into a new place. Like, I think the best thing about art is taking your time, collecting it over years, years and years. Like, there's stuff that we've had now for 10, stuff I've had for 10, 15 years. Yeah, we like to build slowly. That tip came from my stepmom. She does homes in San Diego, Burlap and Crystal, and she told us to go really slow. So, we decided not to be the kind of people that go into Z Gallery and just say, give me this room. You know who you are if you're a Z Gallery and just, you know, Some you go into like, that room and you pick a room. Yeah. That. No, no, no. I wanted I wanted to go really slow and I wanted to bring pieces from all different places in. Um, but if you're on a budget, I would highly recommend wallpaper. We did Michael's bathroom with this Kate Moss wallpaper and the whole entire bathroom was wallpapered with Kate Moss's naked body. Hopefully you didn't masturbate in that bathroom. You probably did, huh? Which one? <laughs> anyway, so so that was really fun. And then you can also use wallpaper like design. So we'll do like one wall that's completely patterned out and then the other walls are painted. So use wallpaper. That's my tip. I don't have a lot of places to tag or shout out because like I said, a lot of it's from antique stores. And our couch, a lot of people ask about our couch. Well, the couch is from Restoration Hardware. Yes. A cloud collection. Do you like the couch? I do like it, but it's we got it in black, right? And so the dog is always on there making a mess. And so it's kind of, it's, it's a whole thing. Tell them about Boone's Weird Tick. Uh, yeah, we got a dog here <laughs> that just, for whatever reason, just likes to throw up on the couch. No, like you have to give more context than that. I don't know. He just likes to puke on the fucking couch. He Weird. won't puke anywhere else in the house, but on the restoration cloud couch. Like he has this weird tick. We got to wipe it up. We got to get a couch cleaner. It's ridiculous. It's a whole thing. And when he pukes, does he have a raging heart on? What? Where did you come um, from? No, that's a little strange. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying that maybe that's his kink. You know, maybe he likes it. I didn't even know your mic was on. Are you relating to the dog here? What's, what's, what's going on? I don't know if anybody's doing that, but um, okay. if there's something you got to tell us. Whoa. You know what? This is why I worry about people listening to the show because we're here. We're talking about wallpaper. And next thing you know, Jeez. we're talking about dog heart on. I'm too trying much. to talk to the audience about our couch. Like, geez. Okay. Well, um, the one time your fucking mic's on, that's how you come in. You yeah. Just come in your mic's like never been on in the whole history of the universe. So, a couple of tips around the house are make sure you find things from different places, use wallpaper, and then details count. Oil diffusers. We have incense from our favorite spot in Cabo. One and only Palmia. It just makes the house smell so delicious. Candles, little tiny things make all the difference. We've even been using an ice bucket from our favorite place to go in the world as a flower vase. So just having those little details around the house makes all the difference and it makes it feel like home. Felt like you had to get that last deal out, detail out there real quick. Huh? It's fine. Liked it. Uh, yeah, collect some shit, guys. Don't 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 just do it all. Don't be a Z Gallery room collector. All right, guys. Let's let's get in the episode. So we brought in William Tyler Story. 
into the Dear Media Studios. Every girl in the office basically had a heart attack, came in looking like a long-haired, tall, beautiful Jesus. Great bone structure. Really kind of threw me off my game. Didn't know what to do. I got lost in his eyes at one point. And um, it was hard. It was, it was honestly hard during the episode. We had to get into art and had to get into all these things. And I was just like, God damn, this is a good looking man. But anyways, we, we got it together. I got it together. <laughs> Conducted a very professional interview all about art. Enjoy this beautiful man from East Texas, William Tyler Story. Welcome to the show. You know what I can't get enough of? Just can't get enough of them. I love me some mushrooms. They get me going. Put me in a different headspace. Guys, I'm talking about Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. Lauren, it is simply the best. You do love mushrooms, don't you, Michael? I do love some mushrooms, everybody. And specifically, Four Sigmatic's Mushroom Coffee Mix. It gets me wired up. Guys, we've been talking about these guys for a long time. We've had the founder on the show multiple times, become good friends over the years. I can't. I honestly can't get through the week without Four Sigmatic. So here's how I implement mushrooms in my day-to-day. It's super simple and streamlined. I have a whole witch doctor cabinet that I just got organized. It's right in front of my face and I can grab and go. I have a frother. I got this frother. It's 20 bucks. I put almond milk in it, okay? I add cinnamon. Make sure it's ground cinnamon. That's going to balance your blood sugar. Then I add my 10 mushroom blend. And I just do probably like a heaping tablespoon in the almond milk. And then I add sometimes maybe some fiber powder. And then I just mix it up, okay? I turn my frother on and get it all nice and frothy. And I pour it over my coffee. So I feel like I'm getting my antioxidants, my minerals, my vitamins, my mushrooms in my coffee being efficient as usual for those of you guys that are late to the game late to the show if you haven't tried four sigmatic yet and you're thinking what the hell is mushroom coffee it is simply a blend of delicious mushroom powders that taste like coffee put it in water comes in little packs stir it like lauren says use a frother and boom energy in a bottle don't have the jitters no nasty coffee come down honestly it's one of the best alternatives sometimes i have an adrenal issue and i just need a break from coffee and this does the trick also i have not conducted a podcast interview in the last hundred podcast interviews without the four sigmatic lines made focus shot it is one of the best things to focus again don't have it's all natural don't have to worry about getting the jitters don't have a weird come down it just complete focus and as always we have a special offer just for our listeners go to foursigmatic.com slash skin and enter promo code skinny for 15% off your entire order. Again, that's for sigmatic.com slash skinny and promo code skinny for 15% off your entire order. For those of you that are too lazy to type that, it's always in the show notes, always in the email newsletter follow-up and also listed as a show partner on our site. So check it out for sigmatic.com slash skinny. Cheers. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. So, William, you flew in from Dallas. I did. You're with your girlfriend. You guys came in. You're going to have the best time in LA. We actually just drove in a little over three hours from Joshua Tree. So there's there's cool RVs where you can kind of glamp out in the desert. So we hung out. I've never done that. It's, it's a blast. We we did it because usually before some big event or anything that I'm attending, I'm not good at really just sitting still. So... That was something like we went out, we hiked, we uh, got to relax in this perfect little, you know, had like a porch and hammocks and got a bottle of wine and, you know, stuff like that. Do you feel inspired when you do stuff like that? Like I'm the type of person where I have to step outside of, I call, I guess my art, my content to really wrap my head around it to be creative. I do. And the thing is, is 
I'm so in love with the city and so is she, but we're both in creative fields. And the only time we ever really feel like we're truly relaxed is when we take that extra step to go three hours outside of LA or three hours south of Dallas or something like that, you know? But every it's so important to like get out and be in nature because like you're so con. I mean, it's just, there's never been a time that we've been this connected to technology. You could be in nature more though. No, but I was thinking I was I, had to go to this, <laughs> I was in Larchmont today. I had to go to this shop and I put my phone down for a minute and left it, and I went into like a panic mode. I was like, oh my god, I left the phone. Where's the phone? And I was then I, I, I took a second. I was like, what the fuck am I freaking? Yeah, out like about? who cares? Like, who cares? Right. But it, it's weird, you know. There's never been a time like this before. So, can you introduce yourself to your audience? Let's go back to your childhood. You're so artistic, but I want to go back to like, was it something that you always knew? Were you always drawn to art? I was as a kid. I just little pencil sketches, nothing crazy, but I knew I was drawn to it. I was drawn to music. I took guitar lessons and tried that path, but it never really took off. But going through school in Texas. I don't think they promote uh, art as a career as much. And I've actually found that out lately. One of the brands that I'm working with soon on a campaign in July, it's to help build funding for art education in Texas. So when I was growing up, it wasn't really stressed. Like he has a talent, let's direct him here. It ended up being like, what's the safe route? Ended up being, I studied fitness and wellness and went through kinesiology and got all the way up to my senior year in college before I realized like this, that wasn't really the path I wanted to take. And then I fortunately like social media, different things like that became actual career opportunities. There were different ways to build and grow from that. So it was, let's see, 2013 was my last year at the University of Texas in Arlington. And that was where I was preparing myself for grad school to go into physical therapy. Stuff that I still would enjoy, but not anywhere near as much as I do the art world. So does does like the world of social and, you know, like the vanity likes and those things, does that, I don't want to say get in the way, but does that irritate you with like, you know, because you're a creator, obviously. So is Lauren and you guys are creating art. And, but then there's a there's an element to it where obviously you have to get that out there and you have to share. Does it? Do you like the, the way that that's being shared now? Do you like the way you're expressing your art or like getting it out there to the world or does it is it irritating or is it kind of like a flip a flip back and forth? I like it because I haven't had to go step into the gallery world and and meet people. I, I've created my own online gallery. I don't have near the amount of work uh, put out there that some of the artists that I find inspiration from they don't even get the recognition that. They deserve some of the best artists out there are kind of like what you said. I mean, there's a there's a starving artist aspect to it, but that's where it comes back around to like, how are you marketing it? Are you more of a gallery artist? Are you going to build an online gallery what's for yourself? Traditional, like, what's the traditional path? Say that I'm an artist. I don't know anything about marketing. I just know how to create art. Like, what is the typical path that sets people? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that are artists that are like, they have no idea how to get their art out there. Like, Everybody's probably going to tell you a different thing, but... My take on it is getting into galleries. So you go to an event, you go to a gallery, the owner, you showcase your work. If they like it, they'll represent you, put you in the gallery. But then typically you're getting like a 50-50 split uh, when someone purchases your work. Oh, that's pretty sure. But where they try to write that off is you're getting the exposure. So where I saw you know, my opening was I had exposure online. So I was like, if I'm 
selling a painting and connecting with people there, I don't, I didn't really see the need yet to go into a gallery. I was hoping to just continue, and, and I still am, I guess, but I like 100% commission for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> amazing. That's, I think that's <laughs> genius what you said. It's an online gallery. I have a lot of friends that are in the business world, but they're artists at heart. And as I get older, I'm starting to see some of those friends be miserable because they're working nine to five and they're doing the corporate thing, but their passion is art. What advice would you give to someone like that? Would you say work on it on the side? Would you say quit your job? Would you say start putting yourself out there online? Like, is there a certain path that you would go to? I've definitely experienced that. So but I mean, I liked my job. So prior to this, I, what were you doing? I, 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 area management for fitness clubs. I was a personal trainer on the side, all of that stuff. But on the weekends, I would paint a little bit. And I was like, man, I wish I could do something more with this. Uh, there was a coffee shop on the corner that I go to every morning. And the owner was like, you want to put some up on the wall and try to sell them? And I was like, sure. And I put them up, I think the first week, the buyer actually listens to this podcast, I'm pretty sure. Hi, buyer. What's uh, his name? Her, her name's Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Yeah. So in, in the circle of Dallas, I haven't personally met her besides through uh, selling that piece. But what she doesn't know is that kind of was one of the moments that I decided, okay, I wonder if I can sell another one. And then I would paint again. But I waited to see if I was going to have people interested before considering leaving my job. You were just testing. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that person working the nine to five to just quit immediately unless, you know, they want to take that risk and just dive into the deep end and see if they can swim, which I did kind of do that. I had only sold a few pieces and I was making good money. I just wasn't completely fulfilled with that position at the time. So... I actually scheduled a trip to Costa Rica to kind of do the, I wanted to get into solitude and just kind of reflect after I had resigned from that position. And I just so happened before that, I booked a campaign that flew me to Switzerland, got to experience that. And, and then- Is this all through social? Like, how does this start, how does this start to, like, coffee shop and then people start, you start sharing on social and then you start getting inbound. Yeah, that, that was it. So when I sold those pieces, I, I didn't really promote artwork on my Instagram right around that time. Uh, agencies were taking interest in me for modeling. As soon as I signed with a few people, I started booking jobs, uh, pretty quickly and good ones. So that's what I got to remember too. That was a big thing that was supporting me and giving me peace of mind to be able to leave my main job to take on the art full time. It sounds like you're saying like, do, do, do your side hustle. And as your side hustle gains momentum, like then put more eggs. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew these are things I forget. I'm glad we're talking about it. Uh, because I did have the moment where I wrote down every single thing on a daily basis that cost me money, you know, to live the way that I like to live. So once I knew what that number was, what do you mean? Like, so you got okay. This is my rent. These are like the yeah. Any any expense that allowed me because I, I live. This is my bar. I don't tab, live beyond my means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. I don't live beyond my means, but I also I'm not cheap either. Like hey, you want to live? I'm I'm definitely gonna eat the good food, stay in the better room. My man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. If you're and if that means I gotta put in the work, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of 
what I decided to do. I ran those numbers. I figured out what my expenses were and then, you know, put a little bit on top of that just for extra cushion. And well, there's a lot of people that get in trouble because they don't do like you knew, like at, at, in essence, you knew like what your nut was. Like you knew like this is. Yeah. If, if I don't work. make this, then I'm going to start sinking. And there were actually months that I wasn't, you know, I came out strong. I was balancing the income. And then, you know, you have those periods that are, there's a little bit of a lull. And every single time I've had one of those moments, it's that cliche story that you probably often hear where you feel like you're being tested. Like, are you ready for these bigger things that are coming up? And can you make it through that? You know, it might be one month, it might be six months, you know, whatever that period is. And what can you do to maintain and grow to get over that hump? And then as soon as I do, all of a sudden it's like, you know, when it rains, it pours. Like June has been like, this month is awesome. Like I've lined up so much work that probably the most work I've ever done. It's growing pains. Yeah. I feel like it's exactly what it is. You have to go through that. You know what I mean? So if you were to describe your art to our audience, you could just say it because this is obviously audio. Everyone will go look at your Instagram. How would you, uh, is it a theme? There, There is a theme because you'll notice that I like to use bright colors. I've steadily been building a, an, a private page. If you, if you pull it up, it's William Tyler Story. So that's full name right there. I actually go by William Tyler because when I first started uh, in the modeling industry, I was kind of, I was very low key. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have anything like that. Um, I see this on your Instagram, but it's cool to see on your website too. Yeah. It's very bright. It's very, I feel like it's in your face in a sort of flamboyant way. Yeah. So you see the, the bottom left right there where it says respite. So this is actually a good, if you could imagine it's probably two and a half feet or three feet, two and a half feet by four feet. So it's a pretty good size. Everything was done, you know, with no black lines, brush, spray paint, you know, very abstract expressionism. But I like to use a lot of colors. And I've always joked with my girlfriend about how most of my paintings aren't really paintings I would actually have in my own home. I actually like the rough kind of unfinished stuff, which I have some of that too. I haven't shared it yet, but it's all, I'm easing things out there as soon as I'm ready so wait, can you talk about that a little bit? That's you know, I don't I don't I've never we never had an artist before. You wouldn't have your own art in your house. Are you like creating things? Well, so now I, I would have certain pieces in my house, but I do I, I love dark and muted colors and unfinished kind of grungy style drawings uh, or pieces of art. But when I'm painting, it's only enjoyable to me when I'm packing in all that color. There's actually a really amazing documentary or a mini documentary. I don't know if you've ever seen it with Jim Carrey. And it's called I Needed Color. No. I need to watch that. It's it's worth seeing. It's like six minutes. It's on YouTube. It's called I Needed Color. And he's in New York. He had just gone through a, a breakup, broken heart, a very dull winter. And he was kind of depressed. And he just he needed to paint color and color full bore into painting it's such a good everything yeah i related to him on needing the color i i'm not unhappy by any means i'd say i'm you know blessed in like every area of my life at the moment so um 
I just really liked. He had this studio in New York that's just wall to wall. He they show a scene of him on a ladder that's propped up because the painting's so big on the floor he has to crawl across the ladder and he's spilling colorful paint on it. Anyways, he's dealt with mental illness, so that makes total sense. So he's I think he's a very he's spoken out how he's a very depressed person. Yeah, and I mean I like anyone we all ha- have some kind of inner turmoil and I feel like my way of producing art using all the bright colors and different things like that it it therapeutic it calms all that yeah. stuff down it's my yoga it's my how long does something like that take and when you say something like that we're looking at the organized chaos. is this no that's not now this this is lucid it's lucid. uh this was commissioned Beautiful, you guys it's like a skull with Thank roses yeah. and a crown it's rad. the and the thing is that if you can see these paintings the size that they are in person so if you go back to that you can actually see so the size in person it has such a different effect were you asking me a question no i want to know how long it how long did it take i just want to know like the process of and time behind something like that like what's the commitment there or is it it depends because some stuff will happen so quickly and you're so into it that you just like within a couple of days it's done okay but when i create content if i have to write 20 pages if i have to write that i will put it to the last fucking second like if it's due at 11 Mm -hmm. i'm starting at like 10 yeah i've tortured myself until 10 like just the worst it's like chinese torture is that how you are do you wake up and just feel the emotion like or do you just procrastinate Before we get into that, let's talk about Grove Collaborative. So if you're like me, you like everything delivered straight to your door. And what you like even more is all natural home products delivered to your door, okay? So I would highly recommend looking into Grove Collaborative. They have detergent, dish soap, soaps, recycled plastic trash bags, even tree-free paper towels. It is so amazing to literally open the door and have a box full of everything I need to clean my house. We've been talking a lot about art on this show this week, and there's an art to cleaning your house, and that starts with clean ingredients. You don't want those nasty chemicals all over the house. Grove Collaborative has nothing but the cleanest ingredients for cleaning supplies for your house. Anyway, as you can see, Grove takes the guesswork out of going green. Every Grove.co product is guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, your kids, and the planet so you can save time reading confusing labels. Kind of takes the middleman out of it. And what I like about Grove is you don't have to go to multiple stores or run around and go to all the different grocery stores and park. It just shows up, like I said, right at your door once you order online. So join over half a million families who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier and all natural, guys. Plus, the shipping is fast and free on your first order, which we love. And if you're looking for specifics, which I know you guys are, Lauren and I love the seventh generation products. So for a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co, that's grove.co slash skinny and place an order of $20 or more, you will get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer and Grove, a $30 value. Go to grove.co slash skinny to get this exclusive offer. Again, that's grove.co slash skinny. Grove.co slash skinny i'm very much like you i do procrastinate she's very organized and like i said when when we when i got the, <laughs> the email about coming on the podcast she was already she was on a- her computer yeah. booking flights and i was like wait 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 i don't even know if i have it confirmed yet let's no, we're like right brain left brain yeah and sure. then when we we're booking 
the hotel. I didn't realize there's a big convention that's in LA right now. Which one? I don't even Every, know. It's E3. Oh, it's okay. like yeah, an electronic. Yeah. Huge. And so every hotel that we wanted to go to was sold out. But eventually it worked out to my advantage. That's the thing. Like I procrastinate, but something I still deliver. Yeah. it's. I will deliver every time. That's how I am. (laughs) Everything just falls into place, Michael. Like you're freaking out like a psycho Tasmanian devil. And I'm just laid back and everything figures itself out. You two are able to detach from the process that goes into it. So for me, like I can't just leave it to like chance. I'm, I'm sure like probably all of us in this room are performers and we can make it count when in the end but i don't want to go through the suffering of wondering if i'm going to make it happen and see your your suffering of waiting yeah. i guess mine is of planning so early like i do want to do it when it's time to do it i mean some things if i do have a hard deadline like if someone's commissioned me a painting no i'm not going to procrastinate like that's Good that's job. priority yeah because i mean they've they've put some money towards it that's happening but if it's booking a flight or booking a hotel I am that one that's like the night before, like I love hotels tonight and like just something quick. But we both like to get out in the nature. So it worked out. Everything being sold out in LA pushed us into Joshua Tree and it it was beautiful out there. There's like a tiny pool. It's like two feet deep. It's freezing cold, but you're you're soaking in the middle of the desert and it's like 103 outside. You're so, never taking me to Joshua Tree. Let's get going. <laughs> so, Taylor, pack our shit up. We're getting out of yeah, here. <laughs> I want to know when you said, holy fuck, I have this amazing art and there's this platform called Instagram where I can utilize this to distribute the content and not only distribute the content, but create a community online. And when you had that aha moment, what was the strategy behind it? Because you have a huge Instagram following. I mean, you and not only that, you have like hundreds of comments each post. People are very engaged with what you're doing. Like I'm beyond thankful for that. People who have supported me from when I had just started modeling are still there showing the love now, which is amazing because I think that was, you know, now we're four years ago from that. Do you do that at all anymore? Yeah, uh, here and there. Um, I'm more focused on like I, I do campaigns for brands on Instagram if it's a brand that I enjoy, like if there is a nice watch or it's uh, an apparel company that I, you know, really would recommend to someone, I'm always down to collaborate sure. and come up with some content. Cause I, I have a little side passion for photography too. I'm not a photographer by any means, but a long time ago when I was first getting started, most of my shots were captured by me just because I wanted to play around with edits. I wanted to get Lightroom and Photoshop and things like that. And I just liked messing with lighting. And to answer your question about when did I figure out when I was going to transition to art? Because I mean, I you can take picture after picture, this angle, that angle, this angle, that angle. And like, eventually it's like, is there what like what's the meaning behind it that's how i felt as a blogger it's like how many fucking pictures can i look at of myself i want to blow my head off and by the way when i'm 50 and i want to be like fabulous with my breakfast tray and my newspaper and my egg coddler like patricia i i don't want to be taking pictures of myself all the time so how do you transition that? that's what's yeah what's what's the the end game in that i don't like and i i know some people probably do it to build up i guess an audience for like a bigger opportunity down the road. But 
I mean, I, I'm still, I'm looking at it that way. Like I want to be, a lot of people don't, a lot of people just think it's going to last forever. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, that's not realistic at all. I mean, Facebook used to be, you know, the hottest thing. And then it kind of slowed down and Instagram took over. I I feel like at least as far as, you know, being the more popular well, I think that's going to, that's where people are going to get in trouble is when they're, de- they're dependent on a platform, which is like on one like, platform. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't it feel good to you to be multifaceted and complex as a person? I mean, you're obviously a very good looking guy. I'm sure when people meet you, they immediately want to put you in the box of you're a model. And to, to know that you have so much more to offer, you, you're such a talented artist, you're a photographer, you have all these different interests and to put it out there online and to be able to be multifaceted, like I think that's what's cool about social media. They can't just put you in the box. I think that's having those thoughts, that's where I started to transition the page. And that was probably a year and a half ago when I was leaving my main job. I was taking on. I wanted to pursue the art world full force, but I knew I had to do other things to support it. I mean, I still am. I just I needed to think of like when I when I am an old man or or say I mean say something happened where you don't have your looks. I mean, I could uh, a terminal illness tomorrow. You know, like what am I going to have in this world that has longevity? I I don't want to just be like the face. You know what I mean? You'll you'll even actually see it in my thread where every year it's like the shirtless pictures started decreasing and decreasing because I could cut off your ear like Van Gogh. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Get frustrated. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You, you you want to go viral. You call me up. I'll cut that ear. uh We'll film it. We'll get, we'll blow the fuck up. It'd be new age. That's it. Yeah. Where do you think creativity comes from? Because clearly you're obviously, you're a very creative person. Lauren's a creative person. I don't necessarily can put myself in the box. You're creative at finding angles in business. But I think that there's, I'm wondering if it's something you have to be born with or it's something you could tap into. I, th- I, I think, I think everybody is a creative person. Like in their own way, they have some, we're all born with some type of creativity. I, I can't believe otherwise, you know, I just think some people choose to pursue whatever their creative route is. And then others decide that's not for them. You know, like there's nothing wrong with deciding to do the nine to five, you know, corporate job well there is and, if you if, if you're miserable well right? if you're miserable yeah good point but that's if, if problem, that if that's a lot of people say like maybe i'm creating this is like i think what i want to get in essence with you is there's a lot of creative people but they think okay that's not i can't do anything with that i can't make money and so maybe i maybe i can only make like forty thousand dollars a year being creative but i can go make 90 over here and it's like is it better to make yeah be extremely happy or make 90 and be miserable I think for, i'm gonna vote 40 well, right. Yeah. And, and people, they don't talk they're about creating that. their own obstacles for sure. Yeah. Because yes, that definitely way I'd much rather make less and be happy than make more and be unhappy. You know why? Because people think that they're going to make X amount. And when they make X amount at some point, they're going to be able to stop. They're going to not have to be productive anymore. And they're going to buy the stuff and have the things. And then, then they're going to be happy. It's like a delayed gratification. Yeah. But I think but that's like happen. a never ending process. Yeah. Like, no. You could have. I think about when I was younger, and it's like I was in, you know, like an apartment with like three roommates, three buddies, and it was like a couple hundred bucks a month, cheap, and it was, you know, just like it was really like we, it was a shithole. But at the time, we're like, man, this is fucking nice, mm-hmm. you know. And now I think like, okay, what if I was back in that situation? Could I still be that happy? And I think that's what people should question: is like the happiest moments in your life as you progress and get nicer and better things. 
in terms of material mm-hmm. could you go back and still be as happy and i think that's where the mind fuck starts to take place because something that used to make you extremely happy could actually end up making you upset now right so are you saying it would no, I'm it, just saying, it, I'm would just it not saying, make you happy so you're saying if you went back to that i got i'm trying to get back to a place where that would right so oh, I see. I think he's, he's of, working on himself i every think day. a lot of people get in trouble because they say okay well i'm gonna go to call i'm gonna go to high school i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna get this job and then i'm gonna get a better job and then i'm gonna get this career mm-hmm. and then one day i'm gonna make this amount of money and then i'm gonna get these things and i'm gonna retire yeah it's like that doesn't necessarily need to be the path that's just the way that we're wired that's the way that school yes yes yeah I, definitely. That's how I was too. I mean, I always make the comment about the fact that I feel like I'm having to rewire my brain a little bit. And so that comes with a lot of inner struggle and things that my girlfriend deals with. Not, I mean, just on a daily basis, like you have a lot of ups and downs through it because you're always question. you, you can't help but to question if it's the right path or not, because, you know, the way you were brought up, you wouldn't think that is the way to go. So you have to shut that out and then remember that you are taking the path that's going to make you the most happy. I think working towards material things, like and I've been guilty of in the past, is it's is a formula for, for disaster. People don't, but people. That's the contracts that we make for. There's there's a guy who's really smart um, named Naval Ravikant. I've, I've listened to a lot of the things he says. Basically, desire is a contract you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get what you want. And when you think about it, there's like so many people working towards like one day I'm going to have that house and one day I'm going to have this family and one day I'm going to have this thing. Oh, yeah. And they're just miserable until they get there, but they don't realize that you may not be happy when you get there. And I think that's why we were so interested in what you do, because it's like you really seem like you're living life on your own terms and and breaking yes. boundaries with with society and, and putting I like how you said your own online gallery. You didn't take the conventional route. Right. And that's I'm taking the next step with that, too, by creating a little private page. So one thing that I've noticed with a a lot of artists when they showcase their work, um, not as many people are going to engage with it because I found myself to do this too. Like I follow a lot of photographers and different things like that, that things that I find very visually appealing, but it becomes like that scrolling process where we're doing that mindless scroll and you never showed any support, but in your mind, you're like, that was a really good picture, but you went right by it. So I created a separate art page that's just William Tyler's story. And it's it's private, but anyone that requests to follow it, I go ahead and accept them. And that's like a little, you know, VIP area for you to be able to see, you know, more actual behind the scenes things. Uh, it's still in its very early you stages. Find that people are like more engaged in there and they're talking more. Yeah, I think so. That's genius to do a VIP. Well, page. and the other thing is the VIP page just it doesn't have any none of the cover photos have me in the way of the artwork. So I have so many pictures on my other page where like I am very proud of the work and I want to be in the picture with it. You know, you want to hold it like a trophy, but I also know that sometimes you need it to sit alone for someone to actually get the real feel of it so anyways i'm excited for that because it's given me another project on top of all these others that i'm working on is there a strategy to your instagram like when you post an instagram do you post a certain days of the week is it just how you feel is there a strategy with the picture the caption i mean there's not really a strategy i've done it so long my own way like you'll notice through my feed i don't have a very common filter or anything like that. 
And I think earlier on an Instagram before the page had grown to where it is today, I liked so many different filters and forms of light that I wanted to be able to post that variety and continue to. So that's what I've done and stuck with. And any caption is just something genuine that came to mind in that time. It's not a lot of planning unless, you know, the, unless I'm collaborating with a brand that's requested me to communicate certain bullet points, you know. So your strategy is just like your life. Do whatever just to the literally you be do. me. Yeah, yeah, as much as I can. I love now, that strategy. <laughs> it's it's 110% me. It doesn't have some of my private parts of my life showcased on it, but that's also because this all happened so quickly. I'm just rocking back and forth a little bit and I'm trying new things. What and are those things that are off limits on that page? <laughs> What do you mean? Michael wants to know. Like, is your do you put your girlfriend on your Instagram? Story? Well, that's actually the this was I wanted this to kind of be that opportunity to voice that to everyone because like I'll let all of my followers know, hey, you need to check this podcast out. I want them to know that I'm happy with my girlfriend. Well, you got a bunch of people guys, sliding, but I haven't slide into his DMs. He has a girlfriend. <laughs> Listen, I'm looking into this guy's eyes. There, what are those like? Bright green, green is that what those are? Something like that. I don't that, know. They're yeah. magical, whatever they are. <laughs> um, and listen, if I if I was swinging the other way, I would probably slide in myself. So I don't. I can't blame these ladies out there. Yeah, but your or, girlfriend's or very pretty too. So or you men. guys, uh, yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, you guys are good. Um, but cut it out, everybody out there. Don't slide in. He's, yeah. he's taken. But yeah, so I, the the only for all of us. <laughs> the I haven't kept that off limits, but I just haven't really changed what I promote and post on there. So until I had, I'm very slow to introduce something new to a process that I've been doing for a while. You're artistic about it. I feel yes, like you gotta I, either be like a slow build or you could just do what Lauren does and just like throw it all out there. And yeah. you know, I've had no say in the process. It's, it, yeah. And it, it varies with people, but I do, I love the way that I do it because I mean, it, it's just, you gotta do you. Uh, yeah, I, I have to do it that way. But you know, again, this is always, this was probably to me the coolest way to be able to announce it versus just like, you know, here we are. Cause we have, we have so many good pictures and stuff we've done what we've done in a, in less than a year, some people doing five or more, you know, like this is what you should do. You should paint a photo of her or like paint her skull because it looks like you have a lot of sc- like paint dude, her skull. Paint no, her. <laughs> no, Jesus because Christ. like ma- okay, name a painting after her. Uh huh. And and that's how you should announce. It. I like that you should. Sh- yeah. She's yeah. She's gonna be waiting. Ruin the surprise. Do you like a skull with hearts and save 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 some of those yeah. and tell me after well, the podcast. I am going to paint your skull. Yeah, no, he paints a lot of really cool skulls. I think if he painted, I don't know how you would do well, it. It would just be like a big stick figure with a huge Instead tits. of roses. And- <laughs> oh my God. Maybe you do like hearts or something that represents romance to you. For sure. <laughs> I think that's cool that you're announcing it. What is a book, a podcast, or a resource that you listen to, or it could be a television show, just something that inspires you that you could recommend to our audience? Something that inspires me. I do like to sort through, if we're talking about podcasts, there are quite a few of your episodes that have resonated with me. Gary V, he puts out so much content, but that's the beauty of it. You can basically, yeah, you can, you can Google whatever's on your mind on his podcast and find a little segment. 
where he can, you know, give you a little insight on it. He's been crushing for a long time. Yes. I love all the Joe Rogan podcasts for the most part because they do give you insights on people that are really doing well in their industries and everything kind of overlaps with each other, like whether it's a music artist or a famous author or podcaster. I mean, everybody that's working hard on their passion, you can find something relatable in the conversation. So I usually, I dig through Joe Rogan's, Gary Vee's, uh, Skinny Confidential. Like I love a lot of the comedian podcasts too. Like I'm a big Chris D'Elia fan. I love listening to Congratulations. Theo's funny. A little bit of Theo Vaughn for sure. Some Whiskey Ginger every now and then but this is the last and final question and this okay. this one's going to be i think my favorite question who is your favorite artist it could be anyone that's not with us anymore it could be someone you follow on instagram whose art do you like whose art do you want in your house zio ziegler and you know what i'm i may be saying i think i've mispronounced his last name i mispronounce everything it's okay it's either, it's it's zio z i o ziegler z i e G L E R. It sounds right. Or Zeigler, Ziegler, yeah. Zeigler, it could be. He's actually, I'm pretty sure, native to the West Coast, but his work to me is he's another one of those artists that but he doesn't really need the platform. I think he's done so well on his own and through galleries and things like that that, you know, that's his path. But I've admired his work from the one thing day I forgot one. to ask you this when you were talking about the galleries, but it like just triggered my mind is what I think is tough there is you're saying like the person who's running that gallery is making the decision, but art's so personal. So it's hard, right? I mean, I guess you have to have some type of filter because then everybody could get in the gallery, but you yeah, never know who's that, well, the, the, the gallery's going to represent someone just like uh, an agency is going to represent a model or yeah. a talent in any area. So With a bigger there is a, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> they take the, that 50, 50 split was it's a little much. Yeah. Really quick, the artist that you just mentioned, how would you describe his art? Is it black and white? Is it it's, colorful? It's a lot of color. But you know what? I mean, he has a big variety, but very colorful, very abstract, but it's it's coordinated abstract. Like you can find, you know, there's a flow through it. It's it's not like a splatter paint, like a Pollock or, or anything like that. You can actually see figure, like a subconscious type painting. And that's actually the the latest painting that I'm working on. I haven't shared it with anyone yet. It's based off of the way that he has his painting style, which is like painting from the subconscious. Whatever comes to mind at the time, feel like it's not so strategic. Where I do have paintings that are more strategic, where I've sketched them. Um, anyways, but he's yeah. How about William sketches a tattoo of me for your ass, Michael? Well, listen. I want him to get mm-hmm. my name I'm always down to get, on I'm always his down butt. To get a fun tattoo. Yeah. Pimp yourself out. Where can everyone find you? Give us your website and both your Instagrams. Website WilliamTylerStory.com. Instagram is PSOOT, P E A C E O O T. And then I have a private VIP gallery page, William Tyler Story, on Instagram. Don't be sliding into his DMs. He has a girlfriend, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor, you too. Don't get creepy. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) Had a blast. 
Happy Friday, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. Make sure you've rated the show and subscribed on iTunes. As always, tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential. And one of us will slide into your inbox and send you some TSC swag. We'll see you on Tuesday with a brand new fun episode. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies, one of our favorite sponsors. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs, and they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. If you are looking for a coffee alternative to switch up your caffeine intake, Four Sigmatic has the blends for you. They're all delicious. Just open a pack and add to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms, and like always, we have a special offer just for the him and her listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15% off your entire order.